<laughs> yeah, the first clips are just all oh, you just saying daddy for like 20 seconds. Uh, daddy. Anyways, uh, thanks, dad. <laughs> thanks, daddy. Which one's that one? Into your dad. What? Daddy. We make the title like something to do with daddy. I've said that like four times now. <laughs> Welcome back to Critical Banter, where we take the best bits from your favorite late night shows and package them into a podcast. So on today's episode, we'll be playing Fight or Flight, as well as bringing back the fan favorite segment, Would You Rather. So also just a quick reminder this week, if you haven't already, to join the TCB Appreciation Society on Facebook, where we have a chat with you guys about anything and everything. So get involved there. So for this week on this episode, we've got me, Miguel, we've got Senny. Hello. And Rohit. G'day, g'day. Um, boys, I was at the... Sorry for being late, first of all. I will apologize for that, um, for the recording. I was actually at the police station. I'm a victim <laughs> of a crime. Victim? I thought you were... The perpetrator. <laughs> no, no. on a Sunday. What were you doing at a police station? All right. So, yesterday, basically, you know, hit the gym, left my wallet in the alcove, come back, wallet's gone. So, oh, I was thinking, oh, I was no. thinking like, you know what, maybe I actually just left it around somewhere. So, I walked around, you know, 15, 20 minutes. Um, there was this kid there at the gym. I think there was like, he was like, when I say kid, he was like six years old. Um, and it got so desperate that I was asking the six-year-old, did you see anything? <laughs> <laughs> you interrogated a six-year-old. I sat him down on the chair and I was like, mate, brown mullet, did you see anything? And, you know, he pled the fifth. Um, he was trained well. Yeah, he must say be. word. Anyway, so wallet's gone, right? So I'm having a look because I thought I might have just dropped it somewhere. Um, but then I have a look at my transaction history, and some bloke has ordered a forty dollar cab and a twenty dollar pizza. Oh shit! Oh, it was your and card so- in the okay, obviously, right? Yeah, whole wallet's disappeared, right? And, and like you know, I wasn't, I was, I was all right with the cab, but twenty dollar pizza. It's a good Are meal. you serious, man? Domino's says Domino's says exactly. <laughs> Well, I was just thinking, right? So, I'm a bit confused what's happened. So, I'm looking at the transactions. Firstly, you know, I think he couldn't get anything more. I thought he was going to go the whole shebang. Um, but I think there was not enough money in my card. So, he only cool. can manage the $50. Um, <laughs> so, that's like that's happened, right? So, I, you know, call the bank, cancel my cards. That's fine. Um, you know, we start from there. Uh, then, in the night, so, send Migs uh, and you and I were at a, you know, friend's house and we were just chilling. Um, and we started pretty late. And so, what happened was... I get a text message from the bank saying someone's changed a pin. And oh, at this point, it's like two o'clock in the morning. So, I'm driving home. I've called my bank. Someone's changed my pin and my phone number. So, now I'm arguing with the bank about, you know, who's the real person, you know, whose phone is real. And I'm like, mate, who's are you going to believe here? The bloke who's trying to cancel his account or the guy who's trying to take three and a half grand out of the account? <laughs> So, the bank is like now unconvinced that he think they think I'm the criminal trying to do something. And so, I've got to prove my identity by like sitting on the phone for them for like two hours. Anyway, so that happens, you know, all well and good. They finally, you know, they're like, I'll get my manager on the phone. This is now 3 a.m. Um, I'll get my manager on the phone and then, you know, we'll sort it out then. So, in the morning, call the manager. He says, go get go to the police department. So, I went to the police department, filled out a police report. And, and look, boys, I'm the victim of a crime and I do not like it. And so, they police ask, they ask me a, a question. They're like, do you want to press charges on this man? What do you think I should do? Yes. yes. Unequivocally, yes. Wait, so they know who it is or can they find it? Can they find this? So, book? here's my thinking, right? The gym has security cameras. That's so fine. They, yeah, got it. You're going to spot him. I know like, if I was at the gym 630 or 530 to 630. Transaction happened 634 at 
bloody pizza cutters or, or you know, whatever the place was. So he's <laughs> got a bit hungry. <laughs> Wait, did he buy the pizza first or did he get the taxi first? He got the taxi to the pizza. Uh, actually, I have, I have to look at the- I assume he got the taxi to get the pizza. Can you see where he got the taxi to? Surely <sighs> see, he didn't go straight home. So this is the thing, right? There's so much evidence against this guy. You've got the the CCTV, CCTV footage of the two yeah. places, the pizza joint, the gym. You've got this cab. And then the most damning piece of all is he's changed his or my phone number to his phone number. That is so low IQ from him. This is ambitious. This is why I reckon this what is- What if like it's some- a burner phone? What if it's a burner phone? Maybe it is a six-year-old. <laughs> Maybe it's this a six-year-old. Is, this is so amateur that it could actually be the six-year-old. <laughs> the six-year-old was hungry. <laughs> To be fair, pizza diet, very consistent with the six-year-old. Yeah. Tab, a ca- a ca- a, he got the cab. He can't drive. How much was the cab? Yeah, like, 40 bucks. Where the hell did he 40 go? 40 bucks. You, are you getting far with 40 bucks? Yeah, not even an Uber. Cab, I reckon that takes you maybe five kilometers. Exactly. Just down the road, maybe. 10 to 15 kilometers. I don't know. Yeah, so, so the six-year-old didn't want to walk to the pizza place. Wait, wait. wait so, like, he got a cab. Have you got that guy's number? Pizza. So, that's what I wanted to do. So, just I was basically slyly asking the bank. I was like, oh, could you just, you know, give me the number out of interest? No, like, no, nah, I can't give you that number for you security reasons. Because yeah. I didn't want to call him live on the podcast to see if we could confront <laughs> him. I thought that was <laughs> going to be good. Okay, so, so more you're concerned about the content rather than the security <laughs> of your wallet and card. Look, all right, honestly, obviously, I'm concerned about the card. The, the lucky thing is that I have two bank cards. I have one at one bank and another at nice. another bank. It must oh be so God. nice. Are you serious? <laughs> and the, the bank account that he managed to get into by answering my secu- Dude, this is also something I'm confused about. Like on the phone, you're supposed to verify your identity. Obviously, he has my license, so he has my address. But somehow he managed to get through my security, you know, those like security questions. Like, what's what your pet's name? What's question? your dad's? Uh, my, what are you trying to do? And what's the answer to the security question? No. Next one. <laughs> oh, man. Maybe it's an inside job, bro. Maybe it's an inside job if they know all this Could information. Be someone you know, yeah. Looking around my family. Your brother maybe. got hungry. I don't know. Anyways, that's that's my story. And uh, I'll, I'll keep you updated next week. I'll, you know, press charges. I'm, you know, because the police officer was basically like, if you want to press charges, you have to go to court and like basically say it's your wallet and, you know, this sort of stuff. And- I'm not opposed to doing that. I, I, I've never, you know, been a part of the legal system. I'd like to see how it works. I think you know, I might use this opportunity. Are you going to represent yourself? Why do you have to go to court to prove it's your wallet? Surely they look at the driver's license. They look at you. <laughs> <laughs> that should be all they need, Your Honor. So I was asking, you know, Officer um, at the police station, like, what's the <laughs> what's the process? <laughs> and uh, you know, she's like, you got to go to court and verify your identity. You know, is this the man? All that sort of stuff. All right, right, keep us updated. Uh, we've got a couple of things for the second half here. Um, I want to talk about the post office. Uh, so, this week it was revealed that some of the exe- executives at OzPost received $20,000 watches. Um, and so, now this is part of like a corruption investigation that's ongoing. And firstly, I just want to say, are we anti-corruption here? I just need to clarify our stance. But right Sam, here. I think you've got the um, the story mixed up, mate. I think $20,000 was the total value in watches, but they were distributed. A couple of different people got the watches. It was like a $3,000 Cartier, $3, Cartier watch per, you know, head on. Per executive, yeah. I guess my point here is, though, if you are going to do corruption, surely give someone give something better than a watch. I'm not a watch wearer. I don't want a $3,000 watch, dude. Give me something nice. Mm-hmm. Give me like a private jet, a bit of champagne. <laughs> Nice there's, a, there's, a, there's a jump between $3,000 watch and private jets. <laughs> there's a oh, little no, that's jump That's why there. I said champagne and wine instead. But I don't know. Depends I, on the level of corruption though, doesn't it? Like obviously maybe it's not a, you know, not, great, not a great deal, potentially not good enough for a private jet. Petty corruption. Mm. No, I think if you're going to commit the crime, you might as well go all the way. You might as well spend also, it. 
I, I was reading the story, right? And I don't really see, like, okay, whatever. I don't know the full details of what happened, but looks like the CEO just gave these people a, you know, a 3,000, and it was, I think it was taxpayers' money. That's why it was a whole hoo-ha. But like, yeah. these executives brought in a lot of business. I think they may deserve the watches. Nah, no way. This Bit is like one of the worst cases of corruption I've ever heard. Like, I've always stand by, like, if you're going to do corruption, do it properly. Get something nice, something lavish. So, if you go down, whatever. Like, at least you enjoy something nice. What are you going to do with the watch, bro? You, I wouldn't walk around with a $3,000 watch. Fair, 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 fair. It reminds me of the, look, honestly, like, it reminds me of, Miguel, you and I experienced corruption back when we were working in a big department store. Oh, my um, God. One of our first ever jobs. The corruption was this. The scandal was this, right? There was um, me and Migs working and there was a bunch of different guys and there was maybe three guys and three girls working at the store. For some reason, all the girls seemed to be getting the shifts, right? Me, Miguel, and this other dude were sharing one shift a week. So, we were getting one shift every three weeks. And then we learn one of the girls, you know, mothers is running the business. Corruption at the finest. That is corruption. <laughs> you guys were incompetent. That's why. Dude. There's a difference. That- because we on <laughs> every shift row. Yeah. Okay. Look, so we rode the pallet jacks a couple of times a night, you know. We ra- we raced them at the back. So what if we did that? <laughs> we did the job first and then did that. Yeah. There was, there was you know, we finished the work. We did the, the you know, filing the cabinets and putting the stock on the shelves. And we got one shift every three weeks. That's how we were des- uh, rewarded. Maybe they were, maybe they didn't take your napping in the bathroom too kindly, right? <laughs> That's actually putting, good, dude. Putting your feet up on the door so they couldn't look underneath to see <laughs> if someone was sitting. <laughs> maybe that's what ticked them off. All right, so, uh, yeah, this is obviously we're standing up for a long period of time. Five hour shifts, get a bit tired. You go to the bathroom, lock yourself in, feet on the bathroom door and just, you know, take a nap. I don't see anything wrong with it. I'm just watching a cat walk past my camera right <laughs> Uh, the struggles of recording from home. Radio, finally for today. Um, shout out to Shrika and the group who asked us about this. So, last week, uh, year 12 students across New South Wales started their HSC exams. And so, Shrika and the group asked us to just reminisce, I guess, about our experiences and maybe any words of encouragement. Look, HSC was a you know difficult time. For those of you who don't know, it's like the final exams in year 12 before you move on to university. Um, I remember a couple of good stories actually there was a in our school it was very encouraged to become a team it was the uh, <laughs> the team spirit of, of the school and so we really took that to heart and uh, i remember in the hsc um for one of our chemistry papers one of the guys at the front basically very smart boy intelligent child he uh, decided it's like some of it's multiple choice right so he fills out the multiple choice and then just Puts it up. So, we had like a geriatric examiner who basically just <laughs> couldn't look past three meters. And so, this guy at the end of the exam pens down. He's uh, put his multiple choice paper up and, you know, uh, the guy in the second row copied the guy in the first row. The guy in the third row copied the guy in the second row and so on and so forth. So It was like Chinese whispers but with multiple <laughs> choice answers. And before you knew it, everyone in those two rows had the answers. You reckon the people at the back got the right answers? Yeah, that's or the Or got lost in know. translation. Because let's look, say row six... Could didn't have good eyesight and couldn't see row five, you know. Then B, B and C, like B. B and C are always oh, the yeah, toughest. I feel like you know. And then you go to university and suddenly there's E makes you know adds another layer of difficulty. Oh, I had and one. E all the time is all of the above or none of the above. Yeah, I had it's one. Not even an answer. Anywhere that went up to F, where it was E was all of <laughs> no. the above and F was none of the above. I'm like, bro, what are you doing? Oh man, that actually reminds me of uh, like you know speaking of university exams. Like cheating was actually rampant. Like it was a proper problem here. Um, I was in this like statistics exam, and the guy uh, basically I had a, had a chat to him outside, and you know I was like, uh, "This is actually your story." The bloke that you know, who's like, "I failed statistics three times." 
No, this was this is the second time he failed. Oh, sorry. Okay. Well, man, okay. So wait, wait. I was the second time he had a chat to me, and then the third time he had a chat to you. Is that what happened? No, no. We we're both doing it at the same time, and that was when he failed for the second time. But long story short, he was in the exam, and um, basically he hid notes in his shoes. So there was many times in the exam where he just got up and went to the bathroom, took the notes out of his shoes, and um, still failed the exam. Oh, dude, <laughs> he looked very happy though walking out, <laughs> springing his step. <laughs> Um, Manny, do you have any stories from HSC? No. Yeah, no. I knew, I knew as soon as I threw it to you. Sorry, that was my bad. I forgot. <laughs> so, obviously, yeah, like you said, Ro, this was, I guess, this exams is what leads you to uh, university. So, if you do want any tips on choosing your university or life in university, definitely check out our episode from 3rd of March, How to Survive University for all of our, I guess, inside Pro knowledge. tips. Pro tips, for sure. And then one more thing I do want to add to that, you know, don't I don't think don't put too much weight in the HSC. Um, it's just a number at the end of the day, and at the end of the day, Centrelink doesn't look at your ATAR. So uh, <laughs> just keep that little nugget of information with you when you go through the rest of your exams. <laughs> All right, let's move on to some segments. So for this week's Would You Rather, we ask you guys for some of your questions on the TCB Appreciation Society and as well as Instagram. So we'll be going through some of those today. Before we get into those, I've got one which is a personal favorite of mine, boys. So we'll start with the first one. So would you rather be in $1 million of debt or get $10 million, but the catch is the $10 million shows up as crack cocaine on your doorstep? That's a good one. Basically, I'll send, do you reckon you'd be able to sell that crack Can cocaine? Can you move crack cocaine $10 million worth? No, that's way too ambitious, dude. $1 million of debt, Sen. Yeah, as opposed to maybe 30 years in jail. <laughs> well, like, to be honest, you don't need to move it, right? Like, it's, would you rather be in $1 million of debt or can you bury, oh, sorry, can you do $100 million worth of crack cocaine? <laughs> you know First, it's $10 million, so it's one-tenth. But he's still not doing $10 million worth. Dude, you died crack. somewhere around the $600,000 mark. <laughs> no, I'm thinking, like, you don't need to sell it, you know what I'm saying? We can just bury it. Uh, I'd obviously just do that. But then you've just... What? What is the point of that? You've just got buried cocaine somewhere. <laughs> yeah, but you don't have... You don't, you don't have debt, Sam. It's Would you rather have $1 million of debt or make, you know, however million dollars? So I keep forgetting the number of dollars. What is it? $10 million? <laughs> $10 million. Yeah. But like, if I don't decide to sell it, I can just... I mean, that's a cowardly way of interpreting this would you rather. I'd rather so you try don't back yourself and materialize the $10 million. I mean, I'd, I'd outsource it to like a, maybe a more renowned connoisseur of this substance <laughs> someone who's more experienced in moving this kind of stuff and then give him a cut of it so you're gonna be the kingpin like when the you're when gonna the be the kingpin yeah. so <laughs> you're taking the approach of instead of being the local you know drug dealer you're gonna no, start no. a syndicate yeah for sure <laughs> okay you're right, outsourcing this i think that is the smarter way of going about this so yeah i'll take the second one mm, yeah i'm gonna do the second one as well but i'm gonna take the cowardly approach of i'll just buried in the backyard for uh Family heirloom or something. I don't know. We found. <laughs> Does cocaine expire? <laughs> don't expire date on this. Probably you got to, you're going to make a treasure map where X is the spot. Yeah. <laughs> Instead of money, it's just crack cocaine. <laughs> if your kids inherit it and they sell it, do they, are they subject to capital gains tax as well? Like, how does this work? <laughs> I'm going to go the latter as well, Mix. All right. There we go. All right. We'll move on to the questions that were sent in, in the TCB Appreciation Society on Facebook. Uh, it's from Perry, and he asks, would you rather have unlimited gas for your car, but you always have to get your car repaired, or would or 
free airfare, but you can never fly directly to your destination. Well, Sen's got free airfare anyway, and he can fly directly to his destination. <laughs> Thanks, Dad. And Rohit gets free petrol all the time. <laughs> True. Thanks, Daddy. <laughs> so, really? <laughs> I, I would take the free fuel, surely because like that's what you use more often. Like You're fueling up once a week, once every two weeks, as opposed to how yeah. often are you flying around, dude? especially in this environment ah, but longer term you can just fly anywhere you're going to be flying more frequently if it's free no but if you look at the net net value of your entire lifetime the amount you spend on fuel will be far more than your airfare expenditure mm. yeah but like it's a bit inconvenient though right like um let's say you go sydney to wellington would you stop off at like wa do you stop off at Perth, yeah, or do you stop over at like vanuatu <laughs> Depends on how big the detour is, you know what I'm saying? Like, if it's like, yeah, it would be in Caledonia. <laughs> Nicest time have you ever heard? Turn like a four hour plane journey into a 20 hour plane journey. Although, I can sleep in planes. Like, I'm, I'm pretty happy to, to chill on the plane, you know? Yeah, I don't mind that as well. To be Food, drinks, bevs. Yeah, and the thing is, the first option, you're saving money on petrol, but you have to pay to fix your car. Oh, uh, yeah, true. Okay, no, yeah, I think the second one then. I wouldn't mind like a Sydney to Wellington via a Kentucky through the Pacific Islands. Yeah, I think that could Scenic be good. Route. And like no one says that you have to like, you know, get on it straight away. So really, you're just paying for two holidays in one. That's true. No one says you have to do the connecting flight an hour later. You know what I'm saying? You know, stop off at Fiji maybe, see the sights, bit of aloha every now and then. <laughs> That's Hawaii, bro. <laughs> oh my God. Hula is what I was looking for. <laughs> is that a nice the cream? ice cream? <laughs> <laughs> More of a connoisseur man myself. <laughs> no, that bull is a traditional greeting. So I was saying the F. Yeah, yeah, sure. All right, last question from the Facebook group, boys. So, you're one inch inside your mum, and your dad is one inch inside of you. <laughs> to escape, would you rather go forwards or backwards? And this one's from Richard. This question is, you know, as old as time. I'm pretty sure. <laughs> <laughs> Socrates, pretty sure. you know. Pythagoras. Oh, before then, you know, I'm pretty sure. <laughs> it's from Pythagoras, you reckon? <laughs> you reckon Part of the theorem. Judas, Judas Jesus. To Jesus, and that's why he banished him from the apostles or whatever the hell happened there. Wow. You know, and I don't think I don't think anyone has ever given a definitive answer to this. I don't think there is a right answer. You just pick your poison with this one. And um, I'm Are saying- you always going to give an answer or we pass in here? I say you go backwards. Which one's that one? Into your dad? Yeah, you got to- no, no, dad into you. <laughs> Whatever. It's the lesser of two evils. <laughs> it's like human centipede, but just a more messed up version. <laughs> Bro, an answer from you or going to pass this one as I'm well? I'm taking the cowardly one for sure. What, daddy? Yeah. Please don't say it like that. <laughs> <laughs> you make the title like something to do with daddy. I've said that like four times now. <laughs> Yeah, the first clips are just all you just saying daddy for like 20 seconds. Just because we watched Borat last night. Yeah, it was. No, it's just movie. subconsciously in your mind. Uh, daddy. Anyways, uh, uh, I'm going to say neither, to be honest. And, uh, nah, you got to give an answer. answer. Don't sit on the So, fence. you're going to stay in both then? You're going to stay in both? No, I'm just going to calmly remove my dad out of me. <laughs> no. <laughs> and exit the situation. <laughs> That is a cowardly oh response Lord. from you. Uh, anyway, boys, we'll move on. We'll move on. We've got a few Instagram questions to go to. So, the first one is from Dylan and he asks, would you rather have one arm but three legs or three arms but one leg? Oh, that's that's an easy one for me, to be honest. What, what are you, are you saying? You're saying 
the legs are intact. Yeah, I'm taking three legs for sure. Any day. Mm. Bro, imagine how fast you could run. <laughs> You're like the road runner. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know why I was thinking you'd, you'd like, I think it might slow you down, wouldn't it? Three legs. Where, where's the third leg? I imagine it's like some sort of tripod, triangle formation <laughs> going on. Yeah. So maybe so through the, the anus or through the... Oh, that's a neat... I'm, I'm still going to say three legs as well, but... Or maybe it's just three in a row, all next to each other. In oh. Between the, in between. The normal two. That would make you go quicker, to be honest. Oh, a tripod a nice. tripod formation. <laughs> a tripod. Like a tail. More, <laughs> a tail. Yeah, tripod like a more tail. for stability, really. Like you'd be mm. very upright, wouldn't be able to get knocked over very easily. Triangle is the most rigid shape. Yes, I would right. say if if it was three in a row, I'd be taking the three in a row. You get to choose whether. What do you do with an extra hand, bro? I think you. I think honestly, that would be better. Where would you go? Where would you put the extra hand? Like where would it come? Like the extra arm? Sorry, where would it come? It'd look like bloody Vishnu or some shit. Out of the chest. Out of the chest. Yeah, out of the chest as well. <laughs> so jarring. Think about it, right? Like you, you bring in all. That's all right. They'll make special sets for you. Don't worry about that. You'll be in the circus at that point. Um, I was thinking, you know, think about like you bring, you gone home from shopping at the supermarket, you know, you can carry all those plastic bags. No, but then you're, you're carrying them with one leg. You're hopping. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> you got to think about that side. Also, you're three eighths of an octopus at that point. <laughs> <laughs> Dude, you got to think about logistically. How do you get into like a car? How do you get into like, how do you sit on a bus? How do you get on a train? You've just got this extra appendage like sticking from your chest. <laughs> I reckon if you're going to get an extra arm, it's got to come out of your shoulder, like Dr. Octopus or something. From like, mm, Interesting, like a crab. From your maybe. forehead, maybe. That's not where you want it to be. I'm telling you right there. Yeah, because have you ever like bent over and try and pick something up? But if you have it from your forehead, you just got to bend over slightly and then just pick it up easily. Like anything nice. Like I'll, I'll come around to you. I think you're right. Wait, no, think about it. If, if you have like <laughs> a, a tall <laughs> shelf or something, if you can't reach something high up, if it's on your forehead, it's an extra extra length you got there. You can reach higher stuff. Yeah, you got greater reach. Ooh. Imagine in a fight as well. You know, you got two hands there, two hands, and then you've just got an extra arm on your head just going nah, to town on But then they can the just head. sweep your one leg and you're done. Uh, uh, yeah, okay. That's fair. Yeah, I'm taking the three legs then. I'm, mm. I'm convinced. You, yeah, you presented both sides of that argument. <laughs> I'm going to agree with your first argument and uh, go the three legs also. All right. We'll move on to our last question for today, and it's from Spud, and he asks... <laughs> <laughs> Would you rather be known to have drop kicked a baby on national TV or be known to have a kid in your basement? This is all you, right? <laughs> <laughs> well, you claim you could kick a drop kick a baby. Yeah, I've always like wondered how far you could kick a baby. You um, can't. And we yeah, exactly. told you it's like kicking a rock. It's like kicking a medicine distance. You're going to do damage, more- but you're not going to get distance. I reckon you can convert a try from 20 years No, you, can, you really no can't. They're not the right shape for it. Yeah. Anyways, I, I think, I think like again, is it? Would you rather be known on national TV for kicking a kid, or would you rather be known on national TV for having a basement or having a child in your basement, or is it just known among close friends that you've got? No, you you have a good reputation. So when people see you, they know, oh, that's the guy with the kid in the basement. First impression <sighs> is that I'm taking the drop kicking the baby. Something less sinister about that than I feel like there's a way you could somehow explain drop kicking exactly. It was, a, sure. it was a competition. I was on the X Factor. It was my talent. It's a, it's a genuine accident. Maybe you can't accidentally have kids in your basement. <laughs> <laughs> drop kicking a baby is like a funny story you can tell at the pub with your mates. You can't spin <laughs> having kids in your basement in any positive way. It's not something you can have in your hinge bio. 
Imagine if there was like, yeah, if there's video evidence of you just, you know, grainy f- camera footage of some PI and you've just taken the child and absolutely punted him. How are you going to spin that one? <sighs> That's true. National TV. Can't. National TV. You're, you're like, actually, to be fair, you might. That's pretty infamous. I feel like that might be the worst, I mean, the better of the two options. Simply because, I don't know, like, you, like imagine you're inviting your guests over and you just hear screams downstairs. <laughs> I don't know. Australia seems to promote people with shady backgrounds. So, I mean, dropping a baby, you can get like your own reality TV show. Could end cool up on nickname. Big Brother. Like Could punt. get a morning breakfast radio show. <laughs> nickname Punter and punt. Andy. <laughs> Punter and Andy. 6 a.m. on Nova 969. I don't know. Well, we ain't need to plug these radio stations. We ain't getting paid. Well, you know what I mean. Like, yeah, but, yeah, like yeah. on the other hand, you know, Scoot McNeil with seven kids in his basement isn't getting a reality show or a radio breakfast <laughs> show. Yeah, he's getting 20 to life. That's what he's getting. Exactly. So, I'm taking the punting the baby. All right. So, those are our would you rather questions for today. If you want to send yours in for next time, join our group on Facebook, TCB Appreciation Society, or you can just DM us on Instagram. So, Halloween is right around the corner and you don't want to spook someone with your scary bush. So, our friends at Manscaped have actually sponsored this week's episode so you can clean your boys downstairs. Manscaped is number one in men's below-the-waist grooming and offers precision-engineered tools for your family jewels. Manscaped is forever changing the grooming game with their Perfect Package 3.0. Inside the Perfect Package, you'll find their electric trimmer called the Lawnmower 3.0. This waterproof and skin-safe trimmer will reduce nicks to your pumpkins. And of course, let's not forget about the Crop Preserver, an anti-chafing ball deodorant and moisturizer. You already put deodorants on your armpits, so why are you not putting deodorant on your balls? The Perfect Package 3.0 also includes anti-chafing performance boxer briefs that keeps your package cool and smelling fresh all day. So for on-the-go freshness, you'll love the Crop Reviver Ball Toner Spray. It's time to get clean and mean with this Perfect Package 3.0. Alrighty, and you can get 20% off and free shipping with the code TCB at manscaped.com. That is a whopping 20% off with free shipping at manscaped.com and use that code TCB. So remember, boys, trick or treat, keep your balls neat. All right, guys, new segment this week called Fight or Flight. Pretty simple. I'm going to give you guys some scenarios and you're going to tell me if in this scenario you would fight or flight. And if you do choose to fight, I want you to explain to me what your strategy is to win this fight. Uh, Sounds simple? Yes, yes, sir. sir. Alrighty, folks. So the first scenario um, is the you're going to fight the succulent Chinese meal man. <laughs> so a bit of context for those who don't know, this is arguably the most iconic Australian video of all time. And basically, what happens here is a man is being arrested and being put into a police car. And the idea is he's basically done a runner from a Chinese meal, a uh, Chinese restaurant. So he's tried to leave without paying, and apparently he's done that many times. And so in this video, he's just basically addressing the crowd as if he's some sort of Shakespearean actor in a tragedy. And he's just telling, you know, he's just asking the officer, what is the charge? Having a meal, a succulent Chinese meal, (laughs) and so on and so forth. It is, honestly, if you haven't seen it, check it out. One of the greatest videos, like I said. Um, The man is an icon. Um, So, boys, for you two, in this scenario, you are the policeman trying to arrest, um, I think his name is Mr. Dozer or something. I don't know. We'll have to fact check that. That can't be it. He, Mr. Did he, Democracy Manifest. Mr. Democracy Manifest. You are trying to arrest him <laughs> and he swings at you. Now your choice is do you fight or flight? And the terrain is it's just a normal suburban street. And you can use whatever you want in your terrain to try and fight this man. So, Rohit, I'll start with you. 
I'm going to fight with this one. Um, you know, and you may just say, you know, I've got a police officer, I've got him in handcuffs, I've got the baton, I've got the Glock. Um, but in the video, the man asserts to the police officer, I see you know your judo well. <laughs> <laughs> and so, based on that alone, obviously, I've been trained in the martial arts for years and years. So, uh, I think I can take an overweight um, Australian man. Thing is, the guy had him by the neck. And he said, I know you I see you know your judo well, meaning this man has no idea what judo is. <laughs> <laughs> I think you could show him a picture of boxing and he would probably think that's judo. True. <laughs> uh, but alas, yeah, I don't know. I think I think I could take I think I could take the man out. Especially, you know, if me and Migs are on the same team, you know, obviously it's not one. No, nah, this is all one on one, Rose. This is all one on one. So okay. you back yourself against the sixty year old man. He looks like he has some weight on you as well. No, he's definitely got the weight on me, but I think like if I've got him in handcuffs and I've got the pepper spray and taser, I think I'm going to sed- sedate him pretty soon. Comfortable win for you. All right, Manny, you? See, I was going to go straight to fight off the basis. In the video, there's about 10 police officers. So, I was going to just get some cheap shots in and <laughs> my day's done. <laughs> that punch. Now that it's one-on-one, I'm going to have to go flight because, again, in the video, he asser- when he asserts, get your hands off my limp penis- <laughs> There was some rage in that man. There was some absolute anger. And I don't know if I want to back that rage. I don't back myself against that angry man. So, I'm going to go flight. He, he was slippery. Like, it took him a while. Like, even in the actual video itself, there was a bunch of police officers. They couldn't get him in the car. Like, he's got some, you know, mong rage, mong strength. Oh, my God. <laughs> but, yeah, there was like, what, 10 police officers and it took them a while to get him in the car. That's true. So, one on one, he's got some strength to him. Nah, nothing a good old taser can't fix. Keep in mind, this video was from 1980. I don't think they had tasers back then. <laughs> they had something. I think it was whatever. Oh, hit him with a tin can. What do you want? <laughs> Come on, Sam. Got us some slack here. <laughs> okay, second scenario is the original Wiggles cast in 2020, mind you. So, in their current form and all five of them, you got to fight all five. And the terrain is, they're in a shopping center. They've just done a little 20-minute performance. So, they're all pretty tired as well. So, Ro, to you, do you fight or flight? Look, yeah, I'm, I'm, it's tough because on one hand, there's five of them. Um, on the other hand, you know, Greg the Yellow Eagle has cancer. So, I'm thinking <laughs> of- Oh, my God. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> oh, my days. <laughs> yeah, let's, oh. let's not joke about that. But, you know, obviously, that pays a part into consideration. Um, you know, Paul- Greg Page, seven years to live. You know, not to mention that Jeff is a narcolept, you know, and he just falls asleep at any given moment. <laughs> so, really, now it's just one on three. <laughs> and then, you know, then you've gone. evened the odds a bit. Yeah, look, I'm, I'm, you know, striking them down one by one, but one on three, it's tough. Uh, I might have to flight on this occasion, unfortunately, unless I've got... The help of the big red car, maybe motion down. <laughs> <laughs> what about yeah? What if you had Dorothy the dinosaur or Captain Featherhook, Feather Sword? Sorry, is that <sighs> three on three then? <laughs> yeah, true. It depends if I have the whole gang with me. But if I've got yeah, if I've you know, if I've got the car or you know maybe even Dorothy, I'll take. I think I'd go for it. If not, maybe one v three. Tough situation to to get around. All right, Manny. What about you? Going off Rohit's facts, now that we're at 1v3, not 1v5, they, they're all getting on. I haven't seen any sort of fighting ability from them in the, the exactly. years I've watched the Wiggles. So, I'm going fight. 
what are they going to do? Go and song and dance while I'm swinging at them? Not a chance. Uh, yeah, dude, they're well into their 50s now, Ro. And, that's not all. You know, they're children's entertainers, not bloody Power Rangers. You know, yeah, but <laughs> I'm in my prime. I'm an absolute specimen. I'm an athlete, bro. I've got them all three. And they've just performed as well in this scenario. So, they're, they are tired and they're old. The legs are getting on. The legs are shaking. And they need to go on. back to the retirement village soon. It's almost dinner time. So... <laughs> Bingo's on at six. They got to make it make it quick. <laughs> Fifty year olds, yeah, they're not. It's not that young. They'll still take you out anyway. Let's move on. Right, yeah. So third scenario now is you're in a night out and you've been, you know, being a bit of a goose in the pub and you've just been thrown out by a six foot three Samoan. Let's uh, let's call him Fanua Ahuahi. <laughs> and um, big Fanua's just taking you out to the alleyway outside the pub. Six foot three, hundred twenty kilos. You're obviously. Mm. Off your chops. Um, do you fight a flight hero? I've been in this situation before. Um, I was actually not off my chops at the time. I was sober, trying to get into a club, and you know, fooey fooey moy moy was outside. <laughs> um. <laughs> I thought Sens was bad. And so, um, what we did was we slipped him a twenty dollar note because uh, basically you can't get in the the club past a certain time, two a.m. or something like that. Um, lockout laws and whatnot, but we slipped him a $20 note and he let us in. So, I'm thinking could potentially sweet talk the way out of the fight if that counts. Okay. Interesting. I like your take on this, Manny. Look, my logical brain is saying flight, but I know my drunk head <laughs> under, <laughs> under this influence. I, it's going to be fight. I'm going to lose, but I'm going to end up in a fight. I just see it. I just see it happening. What's your, what's your strategy here? Do you just swing for the fences? Do you my guy, I have no weapon? strategy. Do you try and tackle him? Take him through his legs? I'm going to think I'm Manny Pacquiao, bloody duck and weave, little shoulder roll. I'm going to go for one swing. I'm going to miss and he's going to absolutely clobber me and I'm going to be on the ground. I'm thinking the strat is to, you've got to bottle him. You've got to have a, a glass. Oh you've got to glass him. That's the only way you're going to win. I've already been kicked out. You're in the streets. You're not near the tables with the glasses or the bottles. It's mm. <sighs> a tough one, yeah. So, I reckon even your drunk brain, right? you reckon you could bribe Aseki? Yeah, like, I'm going to chat him up, you know, see what he's- Family interests are, his hobbies, and see Try if and I take can- take him home. <laughs> you know, great night tonight, and uh, see if I can sweet talk my way out of there. Lovely. All right, fourth scenario um, is an entire fifth grade class, so let's say about 30 kids, and you're in the primary school playground. Bro? Mm. So, this is what I was thinking. I was thinking, like, maybe, you know, you're in the playground. I'm going to say I'm going to fight the 30 kids. Mm. Um Fifth grade, so they're, you know, they're 11. About 11 10, 11 10. years old. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I'm thinking like in the playground, you've got a lot of, of weaponry around, especially if you're near the PE gear. You've got basketballs galore. <laughs> you've got baseball bats. And then once you got a hold of the cricket bat- You just swing for the It's really fences. game over. Yeah. It's just, you know, you're hitting home runs at that point. But they didn't have like the wooden cricket bats. So, they the plastic ones. Do they do as much damage, you reckon? No, that, no, they have the metal baseball bats. Yeah, I definitely grab oh baseball bat and then just yeah. If it depends on like how I want to end it. Right? At this point, it's like up to you how you want to finish it. Like, do you want to knock off heads or do you want to break legs? Like, that's now your choice. Yeah, you just want to you know incapacitate them. So I guess whatever just puts them out. I guess, but you reckon easy of with their misery? Right? Yeah, no, not of their misery. Just <laughs> out of action for a bit. Yeah, yeah, just go like you know the you know white bat how there's that um, <laughs> yeah. game where the thing just spins around and you got to jump. Yeah, <laughs> there's Especially no jumping, baby. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> just, you just you just cock twirl and. Yeah. <laughs> All right, Manny, what about you? I'm going based off the simple fact I was never good at Call of Duty Zombies, boys. Never, never could do waves of 
of people. I can't deal with 30 kids. You I'm, not, I'm getting at- past about five or 10 and I'm getting swarmed. They're coming at me in waves and I'm done. So I'm going flight. And as well, I don't want to be known as someone in a, as a 23-year-old man, someone in a primary school playground. Uh, let, let's say they started the fight. <laughs> let's let's just put that to one side. But no, hang on. I, can't, I don't I don't back myself for 30, brother. I think you're estimating how much 30. You're taking one kid out, then use him as a sword to take out the other ones. And then what maybe part of him is you, a sword? You dual wheel. You just hold them both <laughs> and you just spin, like Rose said. It's, it's flesh and bone. There's nothing yeah. doing damage about that. He's not he's not erect, you know what I'm saying? Like his, his body's not erect you know, in a firm manner. Uh, all right, final scenario for today. Um, and this is one I guess that we, we spoke about a while back. And it's would you fight Mike Tyson, 2020 Mike Tyson? Um, and this is a caveat. I'll give you I'll give you some stick. I'll give you a stick and a bit of rope. Um, and the terrain is the MGM Grand. Um, mm. So you're in the boxing ring. I'll give you a stick. You can have some rope. Would you fight Mike Tyson? Yes, no. Ro, you did say yes last time. That was without um, the weaponry. This time yeah. I'll give you some weapons. Does your answer change? Yeah, it does. I take the rope and I um, hang myself. <laughs> Why wouldn't you take the fight? You seemed so keen last time to take a punch you from took, Yeah, you took the fight without weaponry. Why does weaponry make you want to not fight him? Because the previous situation before was, would you take a punch from Mike Tyson? Which I would. What's the difference? Would I take Mike Tyson in a fight? Multiple Same. punches. You're getting punched either. You're getting punched regardless. Yeah, but it's, there's a difference between one, you know, like slight brain damage and then, you know, vegetable. That's, no, that's the, the options that you're presenting. One, with. you're hitting the floor anyway. One that's solid hit and you're down anyway. Yeah, maybe. But I, I'm thinking like, first of all, I don't know how to do a lasso, all right? <laughs> I don't lasso, know. I, I haven't, I'm not a cowboy. It's not a French yeah. word. <laughs> Le lasso. <laughs> it's from Texas, dude. I'm not a cowboy. I don't know how to use a rope. I don't know what I'm going to do with a stick, Sen. Thank you for gifting me a branch. <laughs> You idiot. <laughs> I was, uh, yeah, I was extending the hypothetical olive branch there and giving you something. You couldn't have given me like a samurai sword or something? Nah, but then no, that's, that's too, too easy. easy. Yeah, all right. Well, I'm going to fly it because I don't, know, I don't know what to do with the rope. I can barely tie knots. And Mike Tyson is going to snap the stick and probably <laughs> use it against me. <laughs> all right, Manny. I assume it's probably a similar Same answer from you. Same line of thinking. This, yeah. These past few minutes, I was thinking, what can I do with a stick and rope? Nothing. There's what weapon nothing. would I have to offer you to take this fight? Fucking M- M16, M16 or something. I knew, I knew you would say a gun. No, okay. I'll take a Desert Eagle at this point. Let's say no um, artillery. Mm-hmm. Let's say hand-to-hand combat with like nunchucks or the shit that Raphael from the tin, uh, Ninja Turtles had. <laughs> I don't know what those are called. Knuckle Good dusters, timing. maybe? I'll take the no. knuckle dusters. You would take knuckle dusters, really? That's all you need? Uh, maybe. No, no, I maybe. need something to keep them at length as well. Exactly. That's why I offered you the stick, bro. Close to you. What's a stick doing? <laughs> what am I doing? Poke his eyes? What am I doing? What am I doing, Sen? What are you doing with a stick? You tell me. Uh, that's a good point about the Ninja Turtles. Donatello did do well with the stick. Thank you. See? Can so I take two sticks? We have one. Yeah. What are you going to do with two <laughs> sticks? Two sticks. What I'm imagining damage. is like something from Rush Hour 3 where they, they ran at um, the big, big Asian bloke with the sticks. Oh, the sumo wrestler guy. Yeah. <laughs> uh, look, I'm gonna use if I'm having weaponry or like sticks or, or whatever, like nunchucks. I'm not using it. I'm using it as like a defensive mechanism. So when he comes close to me, I'm just keeping it at bay. You know, why are you hitting yourself? Bang, bang, bang. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, that's um. Yeah, that's the end of this segment. Um, we'll try and come up with other scenarios for later on. All right, guys, that brings us to the end of the episode. 
And like we did last week, we'll be shouting out another member of the TCB Appreciation Society. So if you want to be shouted out as well, make sure you join the group. So this week, we're going to shout out Angie, who, like us, is very keen to join the Kush cult. Um, so yeah, shout out to you, Angie. All right. Also remember to use code TCB to get 20% off all products and free shipping at manscaped.com. The link for that is in our description. As well as that, you can check out our full coning video on our YouTube channel, Critical Banter, to see how that all went down. And you can find the rest of our stuff on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or any of your favorite podcast apps. And with that, we'll see you guys next week.